Our podcast has been nominated for five spin awards. I would like to thank you for listening and also for your votes to the nominating committee at the spin awards. Thank you all so much for recognizing our moments of grace. And we pray that you have a day of grace. Thank you. Hello, my name is Adriana. I am nine years old. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I wrote a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to foster to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on. This is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. I pray that you are having a a wonderful day today. You know, as we are moving forward in 2020, a lot of families are looking at challenges. We know we have people that are out of work. And uh, in fact, I was just looking at some numbers. 1.1 million people have just filed for unemployment. Um, and there's some challenges and some decisions that some families have got to make about their children. Either uh, do we do online, are we sending our children back to school uh, while this pandemic is going on? Uh, I want you to be encouraged though. Even though all of these things are happening around us, please stay encouraged. Don't don't allow yourself to fall into the, the dundrum of um, what's going on around you because I truly believe this too shall pass and I believe as as a community I believe as a nation as a people of faith that's who I am and that's who most of you are we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this even stronger I know some some things have highlighted in our community have made us look at our system our our police made us look at ourselves Um, you know I, I, I don't aspire to any uh, racial um, vernaculars. I can't stand that. We're not a box of crayons. We're all people. But but these things have come about to, I feel, make us better. Sometimes you have to prune a tree or prune a bush in order for it to grow. And I truly believe that our community and our nation and we as a people are going to grow stronger and be better by all of the things that are happening. Yes, I know we've lost a lot of loved ones. We have a lot of people that are infected. But I still say, I think we're going to end up being stronger um, behind all of this. Most of us have learned how to pray. If you didn't know how to before, you do now. If you didn't think about your neighbor, maybe you are now. I know we're socially distancing, but it's allowed us to draw closer to each other as well. And on today, I have... Um, some teachers with us. We have one uh, with us. He's been a contributor with us already before. Um, Derek Alston, who is uh, International Baccalaureate um, for for, uh, K-11 and 12, um, Teacher of the Year uh, in uh, 19, excuse me, 2019 and 20. And also we have Sister Doris Holmes. I call her Sister Holmes 
We know her intimately, she and her family, and love her dearly. And she's a teacher of first grade. And I just want them to come on and we want to talk. I want to put some of the parents' um, minds at ease. Your children will still get a great quality education because of great quality teachers like these two. So welcome you all. I'm so happy to have you here with us here on A Moments of Grace. Thank you, sir. Derek, would you mind introducing yourself? Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Um, as Dr. Butler mentioned, my name is Derek Allison. I am uh, the coordinator of the International Baccalaureate Program for Lexington County School District 1, um, located at Lexington High School in Lexington, South Carolina. Uh, I teach in the 11th and 12th grade, and uh, I am actually part of the leadership team for Lexington High School as well. Thank you. And Sister Doris, would you introduce yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Doris Holmes, and um, thank you, Dr. Butler, for inviting me to be on this panel um, today. Um, I teach at a school called named Bettis Preparatory Leadership Academy and I teach, I will be teaching first grade. Um, I'm, I can teach up to the second grade, but this year I'm teaching first grade. And like Dr. Butler said that you will still get the quality of education for your children this year, um, but we all have to do our parts. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of you all being here. Derek and I apologize for um, mispronouncing your name again after you told me several times. That's okay. <laughs> We're That's all okay. good. Oh, we, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I always, <laughs> but I always say, you know, your family and and people loved you enough to give you your name, and I want to honor it. And so, please don't take it That's in, right. any disrespect or anything. And with that said, would you now? I know that as teacher of year uh, 2019 and 20. Um, you know, and I had you on at the end of the school year, and now uh, we have you on at the beginning of the school year, so we're kind of connecting the dots. What are some of the preparatory things in your school district that uh, are going on as well as individually what you're doing to prepare for this school season? Um, absolutely. So the preparation for the 2020-2021 uh, the school year really began in May uh, in earnest because at that point the governor had obviously made the determination that schools uh, would not resume in person and once we got past our graduation at the beginning of June uh, really almost every minute has been dedicated to planning for this upcoming year. Uh, as a school district, Lexington County School District 1 is one of the larger school districts in the state. We serve uh, just over 27,000 students from um, Head Start all the way through uh, 12th grade and uh, career centers, technical centers, um, and then the traditional schools as well. Uh, we have developed a comprehensive plan uh, that is entitled Stronger Together. Um, it's led by our superintendent, uh, Gregory Little, and uh, really, it has used the voices of everybody in the district, including students, parents, uh, teachers, administrators, uh, even, you know, people within the individual staffs of every school, whether that be custodians, uh, housekeepers, so on and so forth. And really, we spent the month of June uh, collecting ideas. We spent the month of July uh, putting plans on paper, and now, uh, just as, you know, as 
early as yesterday, we have been working as teams within individual schools to really flesh out what the school year might look like starting on August 24th when teachers return and August 31st for kids. Um, what we've done for teachers or what I've done as a teacher individually is I've really used this opportunity uh, that we've been presented where we've been at home and, and distance from the, the ones that we love and the ones that we want to be around uh, to really work on our craft. Um, our principal, uh, a new principal this year, um, he has developed uh, three C's and, and for our school and that includes craft, community, and uh, communication. And one of the things that he encouraged our teachers to do was to really work on our craft and how can we deliver uh, the best possible instructional opportunity and experience for the kids uh, no matter what the platform is and, and our plan includes everything from a virtual academy uh, for students where they'll be completely virtual uh, to a hybrid model where they're going to be in the classroom for a few days and virtual for a few days um, to everything in between with um, with the hope that we are able to re-enter school full-time if safe and that's right. the big thing that we underline every single time we talk about this only if the science and the health standards um, allow us to will the kids enter school in what we would consider quote-unquote normal um, and I know that was a big theme with the last time we talked was the new normal well the new normal may be for a period of time um, a virtual experience with limited opportunities to get into the building but or, with even even the hybrid learning yes sir Right. Now, now, Doris, as you, um, or Sister Holmes, I'm sorry, as you, um, you have first graders, um, yes. and I know you're preparing your class for them to come, what are some of the things you would like for parents um, as you're talking with your school district, you're meeting with your principal and all, what are some of the things you would like parents to, to know as their children are coming back about safety, and um, the quality of education, because we, we have to be honest now, because yes. now we're dealing with a total different dynamic than what Derek is mm -hmm. dealing with, because high schoolers, um, you know, uh, can be cognitively a little bit more um, understanding about wearing the mask, you know, kind yes. of social distancing, uh, handshaking and all. That's difficult when you're talking about a first grader you know and they just want to hug their friend and and they're yes. you know aggravated having that thing on their face all day so so what would you say to parents to try to uh, kind of ease some of their concerns about their child's safety at, at your particular level okay at our at our particular level what um our principal has kind of been from the beginning because i was part of some meetings before um, and then they got some feedback from the parents on what would they, how did they feel about their children coming back to school. But their most important thing is the safety of the children um, and how to safely bring them back in person. Um, me, as a being an educator of dealing with kindergarten through first grade or second grade, we know there's a lot of hands-on that they may need. So with that, we're, we're giving them we're doing the necessary things of doing a temperature check when the before they come into the building there will be a, temp, a temperature everybody's temperature will be checked before they come in and that's to make sure that everyone that if they if there is something going on or if they're 
temperature is over that number, then they will be called or the parent would be called or either with, if they've taken them in the car line, then they would just, they wouldn't be able to come into the school because that, that would be a better safety for them. And just to ensure that we're going to do our best to, um, to make sure that the building is clean and that's what they're saying the safety and the sanitation about wearing masks that we will all be required to wear a mask um to end um i wouldn't even encourage parents that are sending their children back that choose to send their children back is we know that the mask for little children can be overwhelming right. but if it's all possible to try to start working with them um on and you know about being able to wear it how to breathe because i'm learning more about breathing too okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm the age i am but i'm learning how to breathe too because my husband said well you got to breathe out your mouth you know you can't breathe because it fogs up my glasses right. a certain mass will so i'm learning how to do those things so that would be our my um biggest thing with parents too is to teach those children how to do those things and to just to ensure their safety is that when they come to school that they're going to be taken care of that we're going to follow all the rules concerning the cdc the um accelerated ed was part of our um, who our principal and our governing body because we're up under the south carolina we fall up under the south carolina um the um huh. it was? yes we're i'm sorry i had a i'm sorry um we're part of the south carolina charter school okay. so with that we're following they, they're following their guidelines right. so we're so it's not just we're coming back and we haven't you know looked at anything and they're looking at the whole picture because that's what it's all about that we want to make sure about the distances and i think i read even somewhere where they talked about the uh wear your mask i think it was three w's about where your mask um you know the distance and to be safe you know because those are going to be things that we know even with my first graders those are some things that we're going to practice and those things that we're gonna we're gonna do our best to do what we can and i know in some schools with the public schools and other schools unless it's a um what you call a church school we know that there's the the faith kind of we may not be able to say all those things in our in those settings because of we know about the separation of the church and state but like dr butler said i still trust and believe in god that's where my faith is now you know amen well, well, thank you so much. What, we, what I want to do is we're going to take a, a little break. And, and when we come back, I, I like to, I know you guys are doing some preparations in your classes. Um, and you touched on um, a lot of that, um, Sister Doris. I'd like to come back and, and kind of take us through what the parents and students can expect when we come back uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Because again, again, like I said, I know um, a lot of educators as well as you two, and all of them are professionals. Um, I have a cousin, she's getting ready to retire uh, as an educator. Um, all of them I know are professionals and, and you guys, like I, I continuously say, we, we pay, um, you know, guys that play basketball and football, uh, an inordinate amount of money 
um, to entertain us and you all are actually molding our, our, our future. And so we don't pay you guys nearly enough. And you don't get the respect enough, but you guys are on the front line of a, a particular part of academia for our children. So when we come back, I just want you guys, if you will, take us through um, what you're doing to prepare your class individually, you know, kind of, if you want to itemize what you're doing, we'd love to do that. Um, you know, if, if there's shields up, I know I've seen some, some different models, um, you know, some desks have shields and eating in class and some of that. Let's talk about that. Cause again, we want parents and the students to also know what to expect in this next school's school year. So uh, will you all stay with us until after the break? All right, this is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler, and we'll be right back after this break. And we're back. Okay. This is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler, and we're, we're talking with um, Derek and Doris. They're a first grade teacher and also uh, Derek is the bachelorette director for 11th and 12th grade um, students in his school. And uh, as we were saying before the break, we, we'd like to just, if we could cover, and, and we'll start with you, Doris, if you can cover with us what you're doing or what the plan is um, for learning in your particular classroom. Uh, has there been any modifications on the desks? Um, are they looking at eating their lunch in in uh in their class are they going to the classroom uh what is the mobility going to be like would you share with us kind of what the plans are at least with with your school okay um well um with our school because we are a smaller school we only have like about 100 students so with that being said we are able to um to uh, we feel like we're, we're, we're able to accommodate and be able to um, handle what needs to be handled on a daily basis. Um, one thing that what we will be doing in each morning, like I was just sharing earlier, each morning when they come in that their temperature check, the, the check, the temperature will be checked, I'm sorry. It will be checked and if there is a problem or if they have a temperature, they will be sent to the office and the nurse or whoever will call the parent. And so um, the other thing is when you're saying inside my classroom, that's why I was, we've been kind of going back and forth and looking at some things on how to set up my classroom. And so we, what we have decided to do in my classroom is because I have tables, I don't have desks. So what we've done is we've made sure that they're six feet apart. So there's gonna be six feet distance, like one child may be on one end of the table and one child will be on the other end. So we have that six foot and the and six feet distance between them. And um, when it comes to the mask part, I did share about the mask. Now there is some, I think some lead way with that about them wearing masks, the children on quote, but I know we're required to wear our masks. And so with the children, I think that's gonna be something that we're gonna have to, those things that we're gonna, the best practices. Right. Um, e and each child will have on their desk is what we call the daily five. And each child will have in their basket, the sanitizer, the mask, a water bottle, 
hand wipes and tissue because all of our water fountains are are closed. There's no, there's no man. And then so sometime throughout the day, we will have we, we we're gonna have what we call a stop and cleanse routine. So that's gonna be all about what we're gonna do when we come back. And then there's not gonna be congregating in the hallways and there won't be what we call the um, common meetings where everybody would be together. Right. There, right now we won't be able to do that. From my understanding, because we are a small school um, in a smaller setting and we don't have as like, you know, a hundred children, I shouldn't say a hundred children. We, we don't have like 25 in our class. So okay. we would be able to, you know, um, to uh, accommodate and safety measures should be pretty much in place that we're able to handle those things. So when we go to the lunchroom to eat lunch, we will still have our distance in there. So we okay. will, and those are some things that we will be practicing on a daily basis. And we know this is the new normal. So it's gonna be all new for me right. and it's gonna be right. new for them. So we just, you know, go back to just saying, we, we all just gonna have to do our part. And I know it's not, gonna always be this way but that's where we are right now so does that answer oh definitely <laughs> and and with with, with okay. younger kids that you have i would imagine you know um probably a week or two before school start i don't know i'm just i'm just you know thinking off the top <laughs> of my head that it would be a good practices for parents to kind of let their children know what to expect and maybe even that's right start yes. you know um letting them wear their mask at home for you know 30 minutes yes. working their way up to you know a certain period of time i don't know if that's something that's been discussed in your school or uh, uh or, or, or derek maybe that's something that's been discussed within your school like i said your students are older so they they're, they're going to have a bit, bit more um understanding and, and maybe some more um, uh, um, physical prowess as yes. far as, as, as putting the mask on. But from your perspective, Norris, is, is your district trying to work, you know, working with parents that the, the children are going to need to wear this and maybe work up to that? Because again, we've got to start training our children at home first before we. That's right. Send them to school. Well, Dr. Burley, if I can interrupt, um, yes, interject there. Okay, when you were saying about are we preparing them okay the week before school our, our school starts back our students come back on the 24th okay. we come back physically um our summer as they say will be over on the 18th so we come back on the 18th and we're there every day after you know so that's when our school year really officially starts so the week of the 17th where they're gonna have meetings that they're, they're gonna have um, parent meetings, um, with even I think it could be even with the community. So, because the community sometimes helps make up the um, the school district too, wherever the community that you're from. Because all of our children are not necessarily from Edgefield County, because we're a South Carolina charter school, and we can they can accept children from they don't have to be zoned for our school. So we have them from. I know Aiken County and Edgefield County at least. I know that much. So the week of the 17th, they will start um, having meetings and, and we will 
people, each each grade level will have um, an afternoon or a set aside time for us to talk with the parents when they can come in. So we okay. so we are those are some things that we're getting prepared for to do those things too. Got you, got you. And, and yes, Derek, sir. I know you you're plugged in a lot um, with with the school district and in meetings. And and just this is uh, kind of a question, I guess, off off base, um, but it is a real question as well for some of the students that may not. And I don't know if you've heard anything uh, for the students that may not have um, in every area we have. Let me preface this my thought process in every area. We have areas that are not affluent. Um, Lexington is, uh, like you said, one of the larger, more progressive um, uh, school districts. Uh, and uh, in fact, medium income in, in our community is, is one of the higher in the state. Um, are, are there any way that they're addressing students that may have, because there's a lot of families that are getting out of work now, may not have internet connection, may not have um, yes. uh, laptops and all of that. Is the school district from your perspective and understanding addressing any of that, making any um, uh, agreements with maybe some of the local Wi-Fi companies or anything like that? Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of answers um, okay. to that question. And a lot of it is positive. And uh, first and foremost, the, uh, the school board met on Tuesday. So today is Thursday, August 6th. So they met on August 4th, Tuesday. And in that they released a plan that um, every student in the district, um, kindergarten through 12th grade, will be provided a device um, for for their own personal use, not personal use, but school use uh, while at home. Um, Previous to this, only students sixth grade through 12th grade were provided a one-to-one device. What we've now done as a district is we are providing devices, so iPads for uh, kindergarten through fifth, um, a Google Chromebook for middle school students, so grade six to uh, six to eight, and then MacBooks, um, fully functional MacBooks for the um, for the high school students, um, which is obviously grade nine to twelve. Uh, in addition to that. The district has, throughout the entire summer, uh, they have communicated with parents, guardians, uh, families uh, to determine um, one access to uh, wireless internet or access to internet. And for the families that do not have access, whether it be because they cannot afford it or because they're in an area that just doesn't provide it, uh, the district has been working with area providers on either um, a, a discounted rate for people that may be in the area um, but may not be able to afford it or in some cases uh, students are actually being given a, um, a wireless card gotcha. that they're able to utilize at home gotcha. and it allows them to uh, get into whatever learning management system the student may be using at their school some places use Google Classroom uh, some places use Schoology. There's a lot of different learning management systems that students are, are kind of plugged into at the school when they're there. Uh, and now they'll be able to access those things at home. So, um, but again, we are one of the larger districts. And right. of course that brings up, you know, a personal concern of mine uh, statewide. Uh, statewide, you know, we 
we heard the governor speak a couple of weeks ago about uh, you know the lack of, of internet access for a lot of students in a lot mm -hmm. of different districts and uh, fortunately what it sounds like is they are taking some of that money uh, that was provided through the CARES Act and other federal grants and they are working on extending uh, availability to uh, wireless internet and, and internet awesome. capabilities. So it, it sounds like um, that South Carolina is, is really making some positive investment in education. Mm -hmm. Now, traditionally, you know, South Carolina has, has not been one of the leaders in, in federal spending per student, but, um, you know, we are we are trending in the right direction. And that was that was a big concern of mine when I spoke to you in in March or April about how can we how can we really expect students to pick up this new kind of normal that they're living in um, but here we are six months later and we are making a lot of positive strides forward now um, there's a lot of questions there's still a lot of concern um, but I can I can say to a lot of the parents that I speak to on a daily basis uh, that you know there are a lot of things that this schools and the district and the district administrative staffs have thought about brainstormed and really are coming up with good plans that balance uh, student safety with student educational needs and you know obviously safety is always going to be the first priority and it will always be a priority whether they're in our classroom or outside of our classroom um, but then you know secondary to that is the level and the proficiency of the education that they're that they're receiving. So, um, you know, speaking for my district, uh, as a member of my district, I I feel like we've done a really good, earnest job at balancing the needs of the student, uh, the wants of the parents, and the the health concerns of society at the same time. Gotcha. And and, and I know that um, you know I've had. I had some shows before and you know south carolina we, we know we're not um and like i said at the top of of the show I, I think some positive things um are going to wash out because of where we're at right now i i i truly believe because you know um it, in south carolina we, we've not education wise we've not been you know, top 10, top 20. But with some of the things that you just shared, those are really progressive moves there um, for our state, for our community. And, and I truly believe that that's going to help um, South Carolina move up the educational ladder. Uh, I think the, the, the governor has, um, um, as I'm listening, has a real good plan and and putting um, the resources there to do what we need to do. And I think even after this, that it's going to help to elevate our state academically um, to be in concert with other states that are, are, are top, top tier states, as, as people would say. Uh, as we get ready to close, uh, Doris, Derek, thank you all so much. Is there anything else you would like to share with the, the audience, with the, the parents, with the students as they're getting ready to come in? Um, like I said, you guys covered a lot, wealth of information, and I surely appreciate having you guys on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to just, just share as we get ready to uh, end our conversation? Of course, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Cool. Uh, I think it's important for parents and students 
and even the grandparents of the kids that are getting ready to go back into school, um, I think it's important for them to know that teachers have not stopped working since March, right? March 12th is when really we learned that this, this was going to be a long-term thing. We didn't know it was going to be through the end of the year and into next year, but we have, we have been working collectively as teachers, uh, honing our craft to make sure that we are able to deliver the best possible educational experience to the kids. To the parents and the grandparents, now I'll speak to them with my administrator hat on. Um, as part of the, the leadership team at my school, uh, we have been uh, very closely monitoring all of the health recommendations of, of a wide variety of different sources, looking at uh, the different health and safety needs of students as they come back into the school. And um, I, I know that people are scared and I know that they're worried about what the school may look like or, or what the health might be, but we are first and foremost looking at the health concerns and the health priorities and making sure that kids are able to uh, engage in, in meaningful educational experiences while still being safe the, the entire way. And, and that's something that I don't think that parents um, hear enough. Uh, I think that they're scared and, mm -hmm. and admittedly, a lot of us are, even as teachers or are part of administrative staffs. Um, but, you know, we are, everything that we're doing prioritizes student safety and health first, and then making sure that they're able to still become the 21st century graduate that we hope that every single student in South Carolina will become before they graduate uh, from high school. Amen. I, I truly believe they're going to be star students. Doris, you have anything to share before we go? Yes. Um, I um, share the sentiments with um, Mr. Allison. And I'm, is that right, Mr. Allison? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, um, and I share the same sentiment as you are that there is a lot of what we call unknown but since but but we do know someone that works in the in the unknown is dr butler i'm not sure where your faith is i mean and i'm not trying to uh, but that's what i am but i i know sometimes we're not supposed to say those things technically unquote, well you're on but my we show so you can say what you want yes to say. sir but it's okay but what <laughs> i'm saying why we call moments of grace <laughs> that's right that moments of grace and that's right. you know what even when you say that thinking about it the moments of grace that god has given us grace that's and right. so with that we can articulate all of that into our school system with everybody as parents grandparents um whoever may be um seeing after your child or you know um providing the educational um, needs of the child um that we we have to do our everybody does their part That's and with right. all of us doing our part I believe that we, we, we're going to get through this. And just to encourage parents that um, everything you hear is not always true. So make sure you're getting the right source. You know, mm -hmm. make sure you're getting the right information. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem or there's a concern, because I know there was a lot of concern about the internet connections and, you know, maybe I'm not getting in touch with my teacher, hadn't called my child or whatever. Because we heard a lot of different scenarios with when we were from March you know, till we got out in June. There was a lot of different scenarios, you know, but in that, for all of us to do our part, if we can, 
And I believe if we all do our part, we're going to get through this. And we're going to look back over this in probably 10 years from now. Remember 2021 or 1920? Remember and remember how we got through it so we can get through this too. And we all work together. And I know we can. That's exactly what that's right. what I believe. The safety is the and safety is the key. If we if you're having a problem wearing your mask, and I understand some people are, and I'm not gonna get into so much to that because I know that's a lot of um some things there. But I would encourage if that's what there's for your safety. It's just the the, the safety may not be for um you so much but for someone else because you just don't know but i believe that if we wear our mask and we wash our hands and we keep our social distance that's going to be a, a greater key too i believe so i believe and thank so. you so much dr butler oh no thank, thank you thank all you. so much for for coming and, and and sharing your hearts and 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 sharing and in fact um on the, and I think most of you guys are either be in school or on your way back to school, but for my audience, um, we have a, a um, um, Facebook page that's called Something to Pray About, and we're having a uh, our vigil uh, on the 21st uh, at 12 o'clock for our teachers and for our students and families. So we, we're, we're are concerned about you all safety we're concerned about our children's safety. And I just truly believe in the power of prayer. And I just really feel God is going to cover um, you all as everybody. Because right now you guys are, are frontline for us as well as our healthcare professionals. You guys fall into the same line. Um, yes. I'm a former soldier myself. So, um, you know, depending on what the enemy is, there's certain people that has to fight a certain way. And right now, um, you know, with you guys being educators, um, your fight is still helping our children to become the best star yes. students, or as Derek said, 21st century students. 21st century students. Amen. Amen. So we thank you all for being here with us on Moments of Grace. And um, um, just as we prepare to, um, to leave um, I want you all, as you're listening, to keep your minds, your body, and your life. I understand social distancing and, and kind of quarantining and, and all of these these things. And you may have put a few pounds on and, and, and may have to find some different ways to get the weight off. Um, but at the same time, this is a great opportunity to upgrade yourself. Um, the students are getting ready to go back to school. They're getting ready to go on to the next level. But as a parent, as an adult, as a grandparent, uh, upgrade yourself as well. Our children are going to need you to um, take on the extra mantle that you may not have had to take on in the past as a surrogate teacher. Um, but be as plugged in as you were when the school when the school was what we would call normal. Make sure you're plugged in. Make sure you stay in communication because we want them to be as successful as possible. And I want you to be as successful as possible. And the only way that's going to happen is to make sure that you're as healthy as possible, that you're mentally fit as possible, and that spiritually you're well. And with that said, thank you so much for being with us. Again, this is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. We thank uh, Derek and also uh, Sister Doris for being with us. Remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace.